0: Give it
1: the views expressed on this episode of Walking Through the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions with Chris Schroeder do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or our affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Tell
0: my mama and
1: tell my pa that that young son And now here's those two guys who investigate prior to contempt, Chris and the Monty Man. Well, welcome
0: back, my friends and uh, recovery family. This is the Monty Man, of course, here at uh, Take12Radio.com. On your internet dial. I caught myself just there uh, uh drinking a diet Pepsi and and had a mouthful right when, <laughs> when when Brad was introducing us uh and of course, Chris Schroeder is with us the uh the guy that uh, investigates prior to contempt uh maybe uh we definitely know he investigates a lot of stuff uh we joke around about that investigating prior to contempt because of course we know that. Uh, contempt prior to investigation just doesn't really lend itself to a healthy recovery. Uh, and so what we want to do here in walking through the 12 steps of 12 traditions is kind of like what we did with walking through the big book. And take this thing uh, sentence by sentence and paragraph by paragraph and 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 really listen, listeners, to uh to what Chris is reading. The beauty about this is you can go back and rewind this thing and listen to it over and over and over again. And of course, we're going to have a an audio DVD for you uh, when we get done with this workshop as well. How you doing, Chris?
1: I'm doing great, Monty. I'm doing great. It's uh, it's uh, good to be back on. And I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know about uh, Oregon, but here in New Jersey, spring is really on us. Uh, so it's a good time of year. It's one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, it's
0: beautiful here, too. It's, uh, we ha- it's funny. Oregon is so weird, though. Uh, a couple of days ago, just a sunny, clear, not a cloud in the sky, uh, went from the studio across the sidewalk to the house, and all of a sudden I heard hail. <laughs> and it hailed here for like five minutes, and then it cleared up and went away. So go wow. figure. All right, so what are we doing, man? We're, we're, we, we delved into uh, the 12th step last week and there's we just know there's no way to get through this one in just one or two shows. Uh so we we left off a certain point but I know you always like to go back and kind of recap a little bit.
1: You know, ab- absolutely. Uh the, the 12 step process um one of my favorite quotes is is basically from the foreword of this, of this book. The 12 steps are uh, a series of prin- uh, principles spiritual in their nature, if when practiced as a way of life can expel the obsession to drink and enable the user to become happily and usefully whole. Uh, that's a beautiful snapshot of what the 12 steps are. And we're, uh, we're on part two of the 12 step uh, tonight, Monty. And, you know, I've said this in previous, uh, previous weeks. I believe that the first 11 steps are uh, are basically the preparation for where we need to be the rest of our lives, and that is in the 12th step, where we continue uh, to practice these principles on all of our, our affairs. We continue to uh, offer help and hope uh, to the still sick and suffering alcoholics or, or, or drug addicts, depending on what, what fellowship you might land in. Uh, and, uh, uh and, and you know continue to develop the type of life that includes a lot of uh, of compassion and 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 charitable endeavor uh, so it's very very important to understand how, how important the 12 step is if uh, you know if, if you're listening to this this out there and and you've become very meeting dependent you know whatever fellowship you've been going to you've kind of just developed the habit of going to a bunch of meetings, and and you don't really have any commitments, you're not really carrying the message to any institutions, uh, uh, you you know, detoxes, rehabs, hospitals, you're not really sponsoring anybody, Uh, you do not have a clue what's available as far as uh, a a quality of life adjustment, you know, from where you are now. Yeah. (laughs) Your whole life, you know, kicks into overdrive when you start. Start fully engaging in the 12-step and all of its impl- implications. You know that's that's when you know it talks in the very beginning that, that the joy of living is really the theme of the 12-step. Now, now how can that be? The 12-step is really about giving back and helping others and practicing principles that will benefit other people. You know how can that equate to the joy of living? But but it does. It's one of it's one of the paradoxes of of recovery that. If you truly want an amazing life, uh, make your life about helping other people to have amazing lives. And, and that's how you're truly going to have an amazing life. You bet. Uh, by, by giving it. And, and, you know, it's hard to understand. If you're, if you're new, if you're just facing the steps, you haven't really gone through them officially, <laughs> formally. You know, I love it when people talk about that. Uh, if, if you if you have no real experience actually doing the twelve steps, then you all you really have is an opinion on on what may happen to you if you take these steps, uh, and you're going to be off by a hundred miles. Uh, when you actually have experience with these steps, when you actually do them at everything in amazement, you're actually grateful for, uh, for some of the trials and tribulations in your life, because those trials and tribulations put you on the path that has led to the spiritual awakening as the result of the 12 steps, and you'll find that that is the most important uh, thing to ever happen to you in your life, besides maybe being born. You know so right uh, so again uh, again I, you know I, I really think that the 12 step is, uh, is is an amazing uh, place to land after the first 11 and, and something to cultivate continue to cultivate in your life as you move forward uh, you know uh, do you agree Money? yeah and
0: you you, um, you you said something I was talking to, uh, to to Brent cook one of the guys that's joining our uh, uh, advisory board but we were talking about this this joy and gratitude and this feeling of freedom that we have in our lives today um as a result of 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 uh he's he's not uh an alcoholic or or, or an addict, but he is a family member of and so he's in the middle of the big book you know and and when does this happen and and, and all? And I said, you know it's interesting um other than our aches and pains as we get older. <laughs> other than just the problems of convenience um, and, and stuff like that, for the most part, if we've done this thing, we wake up and there's really not a whole lot wrong with the world. I mean, there is, but you know what I'm saying. In our personal personal little corner of the world, things are pretty decent.
1: You know, it's, and it's also, uh, usually it's not the problem, it's how we see the problem, it's, it's how yeah. we feel about the problem, it's how we accept the problem. And uh, and your whole perspective shifts when you have a, a spiritual awakening and it does. these steps and, and you don't you don't see things as, you know, happening to you anymore. You see them as happening and you know, you, you get to be a witness. Yeah. It's it, it's a different way of participating in the world. It is. And and it's, you know, much more much more beneficial and much more, you know, comfortable to move through life that way. Okay, we're going to start at the bottom of uh, page 111, uh, Monty, and the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, and pick off where, uh, pick up where we left off last week. Okay. So Bill says, But in the longer run, we clearly realize that these are only the pains of growing up, and nothing but good can come from them if we turn more and more to the entire 12 Steps for answers. He's talking about the, the trials and tribulations of life hitting you square, square in the face. As it will, Monty. You know, you, you and I have both gone through uh, some some really really tough stuff uh, uh, in our yeah. lives. And you lately, and, and me with some family stuff that's going on right now. Uh, just this last Saturday, we flew uh, we flew uh, my stepson and my, and my wife's son uh, down to Origins in South Padre Island, Texas. That's a that's a treatment center that you and I uh, yes. you know, I support uh, a whole lot. Uh, ben Levinson and his crew. And and he, here's the thing. This is the first treatment episode for uh, uh, for Ian. Um, uh, he's 21 years old. He's been uh, addicted to, to drugs since he was 12. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's kind of just coming out now. And he's asking for help. So you know he's down. He's down in. The, he, he, we we sent him down there. And it, it's it's basically because. Uh, one of the things that you're going to hear in the 12-step is we need to be helpful to all people, but sometimes doing 12-step work with our family members is not the best idea. Sometimes we need to yeah. leave that to uh, leave that to other people because of uh, because of the the relationships and the, the deep-seated relationships that we have sometimes interfere with you know that connection that you need with somebody else uh, when you're when you're trying to uh, trying to get sober or you're trying to learn how to stay sober.
0: And, and if you and, and Bruce uh, from Wednesday Show he says if 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 you think you don't have character defects, work with somebody else because <laughs> they're going to come oh, out.
1: Oh sure, oh sure. <laughs> you know, absolutely. The things you you know, if you really want to learn something, Monty, you know what you do? You teach it. Yeah. In the twelfth <laughs> step. In the twelfth step, we're trying to teach people how to be spiritual. How, how do you think that impacts us? You know, if we've been skimping on the cement. <laughs> If we've been, uh, if we've been uh, circulating around the issues, uh, if we're trying to help somebody else learn how to do this, uh, that's going to be a glaring, uh, glaringly obvious, and, and we're just going to have to step into line. Yeah. You know, otherwise we're not going to be authentic, and, and uh, you know, uh, I, I think we all want to be authentic. You bet. Now comes the biggest question yet. What about the practice of these principles in all our affairs? Can we love the whole pattern of living as eagerly as we do the small segment of it we discover when we try to help other alcoholics achieve sobriety? Can we bring the same spirit of love and tolerance into our sometimes deranged family lives that we bring to our AA group? You know, it's the first time I've gone through this book, Bucky, 400 times. It's the first time it stuck out to me, that the deranged family lives that that we can be a part of. They're usually deranged because we're in them, you know? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Anyway, can we have the same kind of confidence and faith in these people who have been uh, infected and sometimes crippled by our own illness that we have in our sponsors? Can we actually carry the AA spirit into our daily work? Can we meet our newly recognized responsibilities to the world at large? And can we bring new purpose and devotion to the religion of our choice? Can we find a new joy of living in trying to do something about all these things? Uh, Furthermore, how shall we come to terms with uh, seeming success or failure? Can we now accept and adjust to either without despair or pride? Can we accept poverty, sickness, loneliness, and bereavement with courage and serenity? Can we steadfastly content ourselves with the humbler, yet sometimes more durable satisfactions when the brighter, more glittering achievements are denied us, you know those are all very, very good questions. And what they're doing is they're, they're questioning our value systems. They're questioning our uh, our perspective on life. And the good news is, is, if if you're if you're unrecovered, you know the answers to those questions will elude you. If you if you've achieved recovery through the practice of these steps in your life. You know the answer to these is yes. It's been yes to me for all of them uh, in my life. You know, listen. You know, there's been some tough times. Uh, today's a good day, but there's been some tough times. And sure. It doesn't it doesn't mean that I've suffered? You know, right. Had a hard time, but I haven't suffered. At least not lately.
0: And this is a real. This is a real good list to uh, uh, to, to to go through and check off. I mean, it really is. Um, uh just the whole thing can uh, dis- uh despair, uh despair pride uh poverty sickness loneliness bereavement courage serenity i mean gee egad and this is after we're sober
1: absolutely this is you know this is as we yeah. move forward with uh, through yeah. our <laughs> life without without the the ineci- of uh of uh ethyl alcohol you know you know without the vacation we can take from ourselves with uh, with alcohol or drugs this is this is you know uh, what happens uh, in the middle of life and we will be able to handle it we, you know uh, i've seen amazing things happen with people who have uh, you know who who put their recovery first uh, and and then their life really does seem to straighten out yeah you bet the answer to these questions about living is yes all of these things are possible we know this because we see monotony pain and even calamity turn to good use by those who keep on trying to practice AA's 12 steps. And if these are facts of life for the many alcoholics who have recovered in AA, they can be the facts of life for many more. Of course, all AAs, even the best, fall far short of such achievements as a consistent thing. Without necessarily taking that first drink, we often get quite far off the beam. Our troubles sometimes begin with indifference. We are sober and happy in our AA work. Things go well at home and office. We naturally congratulate ourselves on what later proves to be a far too easy and superficial point of view. We temporarily cease to grow because we feel satisfied that there is no need for all of AA's 12 steps for us. We are doing fine on a few of them. Maybe we are doing fine on only two of them the first step and that part of the 12 step where we carry the message. In AA slang, that blissful state is known as two-stepping, and it can go on for years. You know, two-stepping, Monty, is really a scary thing because what that can mean is it can mean somebody that has no experience with the 12 steps is out there trying to talk somebody else into staying sober and telling them how to do it. And, you know, listen, we can encourage people to go to meetings, and we can encourage people to work with a sponsor if we have not... Uh, going through the steps ourselves, but to do 12-step work and not have it, not having gone through the 12 steps, is a scary thing. What are you going to offer somebody? What What are you going to tell them? Just don't drink, no matter what. And all of our literature tells us that's not something that's possible without a spiritual experience. Right. You know. So, so you can carry somebody to the message, but if you're trying to carry the message and you don't have it. It's going to be confusing for whoever you're trying to work with. So, uh, so there are support 12-step work, like making coffee and, you know, being the secretary and all that kind of stuff. I'm fine with somebody doing if they've not gone through the 12 steps. I am not fine with somebody sponsoring somebody or acting as a spiritual or sober advisor to somebody who has not had the experience of the spiritual awakening as a result of the 12 steps because you know, you're playing with somebody's life uh, if you're trying to do that, you, you know, what, what message can you give if you don't have the recovery message yourself? And, and Chris, what do you mean, Mark?
0: yeah, Chris, you know, uh, this is something I've heard for, for a number of years and I'm sure you have to, uh, is this thing that, uh, well, of course you can, you can be, you can sponsor somebody, um, you know, right after the first year weekend, you're in here. You can sponsor somebody, and I've heard people say that that meant exactly what you just said. Uh, you can work with somebody as a friend, get, give them rides, um, sit together at the feet of somebody who knows what they're doing, support them. Da da da, but. There's this mentality that you know we don't want to leave anybody out. So so even if you're only on the first step, you know you can sponsor somebody as long as you stay ahead of them. Uh, what, what do you think about that? That's kind of crazy. You know,
1: isn't? I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, but uh, there are periods of time in AA's, AA's history where where people did do that. Uh, I you know I would I, I think uh, I think that if you want to start to work with people. What you should do is you should have your own recovery experience all the way through. It's not that difficult of a deal. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a lot scarier looking at it uh, than, than it actually is uh, to do it and complete it. Um, but, you know, let's, let's read what Bill says. The best intention of us can fall for the two-step illusion. Sooner or later, the pink cloud stage wears off and things go disappointingly dull. We begin to think that AA doesn't pay off. After all, we could become puzzled and discouraged. <laughs> then perhaps life, as it has a way of doing, suddenly hands us a great big lump and we can't, that we can't begin to swallow, let alone digest. We fail to get a work for promotion. We lose that good job. Maybe there are serious domestic or romantic difficulties, or perhaps that boy we thought God was looking after becomes a military casualty. What then? Have we, have we alcoholics in AA got, or can we get the resources to meet these calamities which come to so many. These were problems of life which we could never face up to. Can we now, with the help of God, as we understand Him, handle them as well and as bravely as our non-alcoholic friends often do? Can we transform these calamities into assets, sources of growth and comfort to ourselves and those about us? Well, we surely have a chance if we switch from two-stepping to twelve-stepping. Yeah. If, if we are willing to receive that grace of God, which can sustain and strengthen us in any catastrophe. And that grace of God, sometimes, Monty, is attached to, you know, one's participation in uh, the 12-step. You know, I believe, listen, I believe the grace of God is available. Uh, uh, You know, I don't believe that that God sprinkles his grace on on, on select people. You know, I I truly believe it's available for all. It's more about rightly relating ourselves and making ourselves ready to accept that grace you know because because if we continue to be selfish if we continue to look at the world through self-centered glasses we're not we're not going to be able to recognize or accept God's grace you know you know what i mean and, yeah. and the type of grace i'm talking about is uh, is is the grace to be able to remain sober not not necessarily be saved you know what i'm saying sure sure you bet Our basic troubles are the same as everyone else's, but when an honest effort is made to practice these principles in all our affairs, well-grounded AAs seem to have the ability by God's grace to take these troubles in stride and turn them into demonstrations of faith. We have seen AAs suffer lingering and fatal illnesses with little complaint, and often in good cheer. We have sometimes seen families broken apart by misunderstanding, tensions, or actual infidelity who are reunited by the, the AA way of life. Um, uh, you know, amazing things. You know, you, you, you hang around enough recovered people Monty and you're going to say, you're going to see heroes. You're, you're going to see yeah. uh, just amazing demonstrations of character and courage. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, a buddy of mine uh, I met with this morning, he has, he does a pol- reupholstery work for people that have famous cars, you know, Batmobile, that kind of thing. And, He is now people that he ripped off back in his drinking and using days, people that he violated terribly, uh, as far as their personal property goes, things like that, are now coming to him saying, Can you help my son?
1: Yeah, you know, isn't that amazing? I know it's awesome, it truly is. Though the earning power of most AAs is relatively high, we have some members who never seem to get on their feet money-wise, and still others who encounter heavy financial reverses. Ordinarily, we see these situations met with fortitude and faith. Like most people, we have found that we can take out big lumps as they come, but also, like others, we often discover a greater challenge in the lesser and more continuous problems of life. Our answer is in still more spiritual development, Let's, let's put that over our desks, Monty. Our answer is in still more spiritual development. Alcoholism or drug addiction is your problem. Spiritual development is the solution or treatment. That's just the way it is. Bill always goes back to this. Only by this means can we improve our chances for really happy and useful living. And as we grow spiritually, we find that our old attitudes toward our instincts need to undergo drastic revisions. Our desires for emotional security and wealth, for personal prestige and power, for romance and for family satisfactions, all these have to be tempered and redirected. We have to let go of our old ideas. We have learned that the satisfaction of instincts cannot be the sole end and aim of our lives. If we place instincts first, we have got the cart before the horse. We shall be pulled backward into disillusionment but when we are willing to place spiritual growth first then and only then do we have a real chance what a powerful sentence mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. only when we put spiritual growth first are we going to get what we really want in our life
0: it's pretty definite it's not like uh you know well you may or you could it's it's definitely only <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, that's my experience and my experience working with others. Yeah. After we come into AA, if we go on growing, our attitudes and actions towards security, emotional security, and financial security commence to change profoundly. Our demand for emotional security for our own way had constantly thrown us into unworkable relations with other people. Though we were sometimes quite unconscious of this, the result always had been the same. Either we had tried to play God and dominate those about us, Where we had insisted on being over-dependent upon them. Where people had temporarily let us run their lives as though they were still children, we had felt very happy and secure ourselves. But when they finally resisted or ran away, we were bitterly hurt and disappointed. We blamed them, being quite unable to see that our unreasonable demands had been the cause. I can't tell you how many people (laughs) I drove out of my life, Monty, and then was was really upset and resentful that they left. Me too. You know, they, they left me when I needed the most. Um, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Is that crazy?
0: I know, man. I've, I've, I've been abandoned. It's like, man, if I was them, I would have run faster. <laughs> yeah.
1: I tell you, when you start doing a four-step and you start really examining your life, you wonder why people stayed so long. I know. <laughs> They're giving you, they gave you ten benefits of the doubt more than they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we had taken the opposite tack and had insisted like infants ourselves that people protect and take care of us or that the world owed us a living, then the result had been equally unfortunate. This often caused the people we had loved most to push us aside or ha- perhaps desert us entirely. Our disillusionment had been hard to bear. We couldn't imagine people acting that way toward us. We had failed to see that, though adult in years, we were still behaving childlessly. Trying to turn everybody, friends, wives, husbands, even the world itself, into protective parents. We had refused to learn the very hard lesson that overdependence upon people is unsuccessful because all people are fallible. Even the best of them will sometimes let us down, especially when our demands for attention become unreasonable. Hmm. As we made spiritual progress, we saw, uh, though these fallacies, we saw through these fallacies. It became clear that if we ever were to feel emotionally secure among grown-up people, we would have to put our lives on a give-and-take basis. We would have to develop the sense of being in partnership or brotherhood with all those around us. We saw that we would need to give constantly of ourselves without demands for repayment. When we persistently did this, we gradually found that people were attracted to us as never before. And even if they failed us, we could be understanding and not too seriously affected. You know, this, is, this really is such a shift in perception that he's been talking about these past couple of pages, Monty. You know, I I, I saw my problems as coming at me. Yeah. I never saw them as coming from me. And part of the recovery shift in perspective is, is starting to see that your problems are of your own making. They are coming from you. They have come from you. That you are not a victim You were, you were, you know, it hasn't just been bad breaks and misunderstandings. It's been the way you have related yourself to the world that's caused you your problems.
0: Oh, my gosh, Chris. You know, I, one of, one of the things I probably said, one of the phrases I probably said more to my parents than any other phrase was, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. I I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. And my mom would say, you know, you say that every time you get in trouble. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it wasn't me it wasn't me you know, you don't, you don't understand oh. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I did that oh, when we developed still more we discovered the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself mm. what is the, the what is the best possible source of emotional stability Monty
0: God himself
1: God himself yeah. we found that dependence upon his perfect justice forgiveness and love was healthy, and that it would work where nothing else would. If we really depended upon God, we couldn't very well play God to our effects. nor would we feel the urge uh, wholly to rely upon human protection and care. These were the new attitudes that finally brought many of us the inner strength and peace that could not be deeply shaken by the shortcomings of others or by any calamity not of our own making. Listen, you develop a strong relationship with God, and anything is possible. And you know what? You can develop a bulletproof serenity, a bulletproof peace of mind. You, you just can't, because, you know, God's got your back, Monty. Listen, if, you, if you've made a decision in Step 3 to become an agent of God's ever-advancing creation, and you, you work through the, the rest of the 12 steps up to Step 12, and now go out to help God's children, you are on God's team. What is God going to let get through to you that's not going to ultimately really be in your best interest? Right. In developing you, developing you as a spiritual being.
0: You know, it, it comes down to that—that that one, that one statement. If God is for you, who can be against you? Very simple, but very that's powerful. True. Yeah. That's
1: true. This new outlook was, we learned, something especially necessary to us alcoholics. We need that. Monty, it's optional for non alcoholics and non drug addicts. It is not optional for us. We need this. For for alcoholism had been a lonely business, even though we had been surrounded by people who loved us. But when self will had driven everybody away and our isolation had become complete, it caused us to play the big shot in cheap barrooms and then fare forth alone on the street to depend upon the charity of passerby. <laughs> We were we were still trying to find emotional security by being dominating or dependent upon others. Even when our fortunes had not ebbed that much, and we nevertheless found ourselves alone in the world, we still vainly tried to be secure by some unhealthy kind of domination or dependence. For those of us who were like that, AA had a very special meaning. Uh, through it, we began to learn right relations with people who understand us and don't have to be alone anymore. Those right relations, Monty, are so important. In this book, it basically says defective relationships were almost always the cause of our immediate woes, including our alcoholism. So through the 12 steps of AA, we begin to learn right relations with people. And I think that is an incredible benefit. You know, you can, you can read the book Win Friends and Influence People when you're drinking and it won't do anything for you. <laughs> you, <laughs> pra- you practice the 12 steps in your life and all of a sudden right relations will start to happen. You know, maybe even against your will these, these steps are so powerful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's
1: good. Most married folks in AA have very happy homes. To a surprising extent, AA has offset the damage to family life brought about by years of alcoholism. But just like all other societies, we do have sex and marital problems, and sometimes they are distressingly acute. Permanent marriage breakups and separations, however, are unusual in AA. Well, that that was in 1950. Monty, un, uh, unfortunately, your chance of getting divorced and in, in, in recovery are greater than getting divorced in your active addiction. Now, unfortunately,
0: it seems that way, um, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Our main problem is not how we are to stay married, it's how to be more happily married by eliminating the severe emotional twists that have so often stemmed from alcoholism. You know, I I was a terror in my first marriage month. I was a horrible husband. You know, everything was about me, and I would freak out and, you know, demand. Loyalty, and you know, step two, and you know, get me this, and why are you doing that? And who are you talking? <laughs> to? And micromanaging, you know, in a very brutal and abusive way. It was, it was crazy. You know, nowadays I actually can be a pretty decent husband. Believe it or not, buddy.
0: I believe it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nearly every sound human being experiences at some time in life a compelling desire to find a mate of the opposite sex with whom the fullest possible union can be made, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. This mighty urge is the root of great human accomplishments, a creative energy that deeply influences our lives. God fashioned us that way, so our question will be this. How, by ignorance, compulsion, and self-will, do we misuse this gift for our own destruction? We A's cannot pretend to offer full answers to age-old perplexities, but our own experience does provide certain answers that work for us. When alcoholism strikes, very unnatural situations may develop which work against marriage, partnership, and a compatible union. If the man is affected, the wife must become the head of the house, often the breadwinner. As matters get worse, the husband becomes a sick and irresponsible child who needs to be looked after and extricated from endless scrapes and impasse very gradually and usually without any realization of the fact the wife is forced to become the mother of an erring boy. Listen, this can happen uh, in sobriety, too, Monty. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we can be very, very immature. And if she had a strong maternal instinct to begin with, the situation is aggravated.
0: Uh-huh. Obviously,
1: not much partnership can exist under these conditions. The wife usually goes on doing the best she knows how, but meanwhile, the alcoholic alternately loves and hates maternal care you can't have a romance with your mother you can't have a romance if you're a woman you can't have a romance with your father you yeah, know what i mean yeah it has to be a better partnership than that right? right a pattern is thereby established that may take on uh may take a lot of undoing later on nevertheless under the influence of aas 12 steps these situations are often set right and you know they they really have been in in my case listen you know i was a tough case but, yeah, I had I had more than my share of selfishness and self-centeredness to overcome. And, it you know, it took a while. It, it took me a long time to really learn how to practice the 12 steps because I personally didn't have a guide. I was doing it in an area where people weren't actually doing the steps and there really was no one, you know, who, who could be a guide. So I kind of fumbled my way into it, right? Uh, practicing the steps as best I could, following the literature. And, uh, and and it took me a while to become exposed to some people that really knew what they were doing. So so it took a long time for, for a lot of these things to heal in my life. Uh, a lot of, a lot of these character defects did not go away overnight. And you know, it, I I'd say it did take me years to become the type of person who could be a decent uh, a decent uh, partner. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but it's 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 certainly possible. You, you can you can become what you really want to be, which is all of us really want to be uh, caring, giving people. You know, it's it's in our it's in our human nature to do that. It's in our tribal nature. You know what I
0: mean, Monty? Well, uh, let me ask you this, Chris. Why in the... people, uh, you've talked about this before, how if you had cancer and somebody said, I have a cure for you and, you know, We'll fly out to Texas, and you know you'd be on a plane. You know before the plane was even fueled up and ready to go, you know. And, but with this thing, um, we him and haw about it. You know we 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 even have ex- some of us have even experienced the freedom and 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 the uh, the wonder that is being in a state of recovered. And yet, even after even after experiencing that. Um, trying to apply these principles in all our affairs, uh, we shun that um, for whatever reason because we, we, we still have issues of control or, or we don't have a, a, a deeper understanding of what surrender is uh, and that kind of thing. But it's just it's – the, the thing that amazes me, Chris, is the insanity that remains when we're stone cold sober. That blows my mind. Yeah, absolutely. It just it, it, absolutely. It, it it's it it's it's a shame because uh, you know I, I I don't I don't uh, I don't know. It, it's I really I, sometimes I think I'm doing pretty good. And other times I I you know I'm 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 reading along with you and I'm thinking, man, I I still got there's so much of this bridge that still needs to be painted.
1: <laughs> well. You know, listen. It's spiritual progress. I don't think it's ever spiritual perfection. I right. I think we we strive for progress, and we we even sometimes strive for perfection. And sometimes we judge ourselves very, very critically for not meeting
0: perfection. Yeah, we do. But
1: I just don't believe we're capable of perfection. We're certainly capable of progress, though. You know, and and uh, I've, I've had those moments of doubt, Monty, that you're talking about myself. You know, Saint John of the Cross talked about the dark night of the soul, and right. and, uh, and, and what he was basically saying was the spiritual religious uh, experience is going to be fraught with uncertainty. That's that's part of the journey, right? You know, if, if 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 you had if you got all the answers and you were totally convinced right off the bat, you know, uh, what value would faith have? So, sure. so you know, we, we we are we are put uh, uh, we are tried. You know, in the in the court of the world, we we are exposed to uh, to challenges and situations that are very very difficult to get through. We do second guess ourselves sometimes and and feel like our progress is agonizingly slow. But what? But all we really need to do is keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep trying to do better the next time. Yeah, and to, to keep trying to apply these these principles in all of our affairs. Because if we do that, we're, we're pretty much assured uh, that we're going to be part of the rarely have we seen a person fail who's thoroughly followed our path. We're going to be able to stay sober, we're going to be able to stay clean, and our lives will will get better. You know, they're not going to get perfect, but they're, but they're certainly going to get better. Sure. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm glad they don't get perfect. Well, because uh, if there was a meeting down the street, uh, if there was a 12-step meeting down the street and it was the perfect group, and everybody in that group was perfect, would you go? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I. Sometimes it's our character defects that make us lovable. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, yeah. I, but you know what? If we really cared about those people in the perfect group, we would go. So just by being there, it would be become unperfect. So then we would be helping them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they'd vote us out. So yeah. Gosh, uh, yeah. <laughs> If they're all perfect, but, but anyway, you know, that's that's kinda that's kinda how I feel. But I don't know. I love the 12 step. Uh, I love the direction, the trajectory the twelve step puts you on. What is cooler than helping a whole bunch of people, many of whom are gonna stay in your life, uh, the rest of your life and be the kind of friends you've always wanted anyway. You know? Yeah kind of friends who'll take a bullet for you. And the kind of, you know, more way more than fair weather friends, the type of friends who who reach out of the woodwork when there's, when there's, when there's problems in your life, you know, or challenges. Yeah, And I've got those kind of friends today. You're one of them money, you know, and uh, I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly grateful.
0: Well, thank you, Chris. Back at you. We paid each other to say that listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're at, we're at, uh, we're almost at about 45 minutes here. Do you want to uh, finish the rest of this next week? Next week.
1: Absolutely, and you know what I want to talk about real, real quick is uh, your your show, Monty, and uh, and the the fact that uh, that a board of directors is being put together. You know we're we're uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be a part of taking uh, taking the, the the radio program, the website, and everything, uh, and seeing uh, seeing how it can be moved forward in the years to come. And I'm very excited to be a part of that. And you've, you've got some great board members. You want you want to talk about some of them?
0: Yeah, you bet. Uh, this is, and listeners, this is an exciting time. Uh, and I, I just want to encourage everybody: if if you are, if you are in the process of starting, or maybe even in the middle of, or maybe you don't know it's the middle, uh, but some years have gone by and things haven't unfolded the way you thought that 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 you thought you were supposed to. Get them to work and that kind of thing. Everything's in God's timing. I mean, if you would have told me eight years ago that it would have taken eight years before, you know, I got off my rear end and did anything about any kind of board of directors, (laughs) you know, but it takes what it takes. And um, it is time, it it is definitely overdue. Uh, We've, uh, Take 12 Radio has established itself. Uh, With some firm footing in the recovery community and in the world, and it is really, really time. Uh, When you start growing, it becomes paramount, I believe, uh, folks, to uh, be accountable to some people. Uh, people that you trust, people that may have some expertise in areas that you don't, and and that kind of thing, whether it's a business, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a a recovery radio station, whatever it is, uh, it's time to do that. Uh, First of all, uh, Chris Schroeder, listeners that we've been listening to today and and has been on here um, every week, uh, is uh, the chairman of uh, this board. And uh, some of the people that we're bringing alongside of us, uh, I'm o- I'm only going to mention those who have responded to this at this point. Um, uh, Brent Cook, he is uh, the CEO of Cook Creative Services out of uh, Longmont, Colorado, and he's a-, a lifelong friend who is very business savvy. Uh, the guy has made a lot of money um, just working out of his house and on his computer. And uh, designs major major uh, uh, graphics for for different events and so forth and so on, and has a lot of a uh, real good godly insight. Just a really really strong man of God. Um, and then we have uh, 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 Jim. How do you pronounce Jim's last name? Jim Loose. 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 Uh, Jim Loose. You want to tell us here's a little bit about? Him, yeah, Dave, Jim, David, and Jared.
1: Tim Lewis, Lewis has been involved in radio productions and music publishing, and uh, uh, he puts he puts on music festivals, uh, you know, all over the country. He's just he's just really, really an amazing guy. Wonderful spiritual man, you know. Uh, uh, and he's really looking forward to, to helping, uh, you know, helping uh, the site grow and uh, and expand into the next. Couple decades, and he, he's amazing. Now, David Palmer uh, has accepted a position. He's he's a very very close friend of mine. Uh, he works uh, on Wall Street. You know, a very big job. And we're hoping that he'll come up with some ideas, uh, some funding ideas that might uh, might help uh, might help you do your job a little bit uh, more efficiently. Uh, the, the Jared DeYoung uh, is uh, someone who's very very involved in New york city uh the recovery uh, groups around New york city and he's uh you know he's gonna be a lot of fun he's gonna be letting us know what what uh, the people under thirty five are looking for because <laughs> he's uh, very very involved in in different young people's uh, recovery groups um, uh those are those are some of the some of the people that uh that uh, I can think of uh, that
0: yeah it, it, and and there's 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 others we've got uh, a handful of others that that just haven't responded yet uh and and if if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> i'm going to come get you absolutely. Um, yeah, but there, absolutely. there there's some very exciting people and there are people that know what they're doing we've got a guy that's got he, he's in the middle of the recovery music industry got another guy who's in the middle of of recovery uh comedy uh we've got some clinicians um and uh uh, some people that are, are very, a couple people that are very well known. Uh, if they come on board, uh, it is just, and I, you know, I'm a kind of, kind of go out on a limb here and say that, that, um, more than likely we're, we'll, we'll be getting if If they don't come on board, we'll definitely be getting some help from them. But, uh, it's just an exciting time for Take 12 radio and KHLT recovery broadcasting. It really is because, um, you know, you start out with something, you're not quite sure if it's God calling you to it or if it's you just being burdened by it. And sometimes if you go out on a limb and you're not called to it, you can fall flat on your face. Uh, and, uh, so you get up and then you try to listen to God's voice again and you know, that kind of thing. Well, um, I've been very fortunate because uh, I, I think I caught the fever on this thing and it was the right direction to go. Now, I've missed, I've mi- I've missed the boat before, um, but this time it, uh, I think it was the right deal. And one of the tests, I believe, one of the tests that God is really moving in our lives is longevity in the midst of everything else saying it's not going to work. And we have certainly experienced that. We've had jobs comforters right and left, man. You know, ah, oh, it's never going to work. Yeah, it'll last a year. You know, oh, okay, you've been three years, but it's it's not going to go any further than that. And now we're in our eighth year, and uh, it, it blows my mind. My backyard still isn't mowed. <laughs> and you can look, yeah. you can look out, you can look out the window of the, of the the studio and see our backyard because we're on the same property as our house. And you can barely see the dog's ears when it walks through the yard. Uh, but but here's the thing. Looks can be very deceiving. Uh, sounds, in this case, can be very deceiving. <clears throat> we're, we're not in a big high rise in downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, But uh, we we do have a rather nice facility thanks to uh, Artisan Custom Homes uh, out of Salem, Oregon, who have worked with Rob Zombie and the uh, uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition uh, here a few years ago and then turned around and came and worked with us and turned a piece of our property into an office and an audio booth. And, uh, you know, and, and these are these are people like Chris, you were saying that come out of the woodwork that that are part of of the recovery community, and saying you know how can we help? Let's do this. Hey, I got a piece of wood. I can. I got nails. I can build. You know, um, so exciting times for us. We we want to be re- reaching out to as many people as we possibly can. This is not about getting rich. This is about making uh, other people's lives richer and uh you know gosh we i think chris I, I see if you agree with this i think that we can experience some of heaven on earth right now
1: absolutely absolutely the kingdom has come yeah monty
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> and we and we are in
0: it <laughs> yeah and, I, and, and i'm loving it and i just my 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 gratitude uh uh chris i thank you so much for for taking this on and and uh um, being our, our chairman for this thing and we're excited about our first conference call listeners uh uh sometime next month. Uh just yeah we're just we're just gonna see what, what God does and and uh, what happens and I, I know that if if we all will trust God and love people, we're gonna be okay.
1: Absolutely. We're gonna Absolutely. be okay. Yeah
0: you betcha. All right Chris well, awesome, buddy. Um, I'll be talking to you soon. Let's see here. Do I have my music queued up? Yeah, I do. Uh, don't, don't hang up yet. Uh, listeners, our email address, of course, is take12radio at comcast.net. Until our next broadcast, it's the Monty Man wishing serenity
1: for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.